Welcome to the Doc G Show, a radio show cluster. Without further ado, critics have said he has the face for radio and a voice for silent films. Your host, Ben Doc G Gordon. And we are on the air. Welcome to the Doc G Show. I'm your host, Doc G. With me, as always, the man that likes the theme of the song, the the law huh? order. Oh man, I ruined my intro. The man that likes you, the theme song. You're so many. You're trying to combine them together now. No, I just I jumped the gun. Let me. Uh, let me start over. Here we go. Word. The man that likes the theme song of Law and Order better than the show, and rightly so, yes. Mr. Dave Burles Berlin. Yeah, the first 30 seconds, and then you change it. Kind of like this show. Wait, <laughs> oh. oh. I don't even know if anybody makes it 30 seconds into our show. You know, still. Still. Right. It's pretty great. <laughs> it's a pretty great tune. You got to give it up. Every time I come around to that tune, I just stop and I'm like, yeah. You just stop and your head turns. I don't even know if I've ever watched a full Law and Order show. Nope. Like, really? I, yeah, I know, I know you said your dad was all about Law and Order, but. Always, man. Like, Always. I just, I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I can get into it. Like, again, if you tell mm -hmm. me, like, hey, you got to watch this show, sure, I can watch it. But, like, mm -hmm. I don't know. It's just not something. I'd much rather jump into something like, you know, episode of Rivermont. So true. You know? That'd be much mm. more up. That'd be up, much more upstream true. for me. You know? But, uh. True, true. Dave, how's your week been so far? Dude, not too bad. You know, uh, COVID is among us. Yep. That's um, a fact. Yep. I feel like it's creeping closer and closer every day. It's creeping all um, around. You got to watch out. Ew. Watch but out. as far as I know, you know, I'm still pretty safe. So good, good. I, can't, I don't have much to complain about. Tough Monday? Was it a tough Monday or was it an easy Monday? Monday, Monday was very tough. Full of, full um, of work. Random. Well, yeah, you just never know what you're gonna get, man. It's it's a grab the life bag. in these facilities. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you yeah. know you know who it wasn't tough for. Hmm. Mm, nope. Jeff. Bezos. I don't think Mondays are ever tough for Jeff Bezos. They're not. Nope. I'm going to go out on a limb and say they're not. But it, this 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 past Monday was especially not hard for him. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Dave, we talked about uh, the old JB. You know, we we've talked mm -hmm. about the space mm -hmm. space age, Mister Clean. So true. Yep. You know, and and there are things. There's some things that I definitely like about Space Age, Mr. Clean. Like, I don't know if you remember this, but like a year ago, there were some hackers that tried to blackmail mm -hmm. him uh, because they found mm. his nudies. Word. Uh, I don't know. They, oh. they hacked something of his and found nude pictures of his, and they were like, oh, we're going to totally blackmail you with these. And he was no like, way. it's cool. I'll show them to everybody before you guys do. Wait, what? Which... He uploaded his own yeah. nudies. Yeah, he he came out wow. into the into the press and was like, "Hey guys, by the way, there's a group of people trying to uh, uh, blackmail me over these nude pictures. I'll show them to you. I don't care." Like, 
It would just, yeah, I mean, you gotta admit, it's a pretty baller move. I like that move. That was, you know. Was it full twig and berries? I don't know. I never actually, I mean, I don't, I, I don't know how many people out there in the world were actually like, man, I gotta, I gotta get a side of the space, space age Mr. Clean without any clothes. Nope. It's pretty nice. Right. Like, I think everybody else was just like, you, yikes. Let me stay clear of those. Um, yeah. But let me not put that into my Google history. <laughs> you know, um, that I, I like that move. You know, but like I mean, mm-hmm. most things that Jeff Bezos, I don't really care. Like he hasn't done anything that's amazing. That's a fact. And he mm-hmm. hasn't done anything that's world changing. I mean, what's world changing about making an online Walmart essentially? Yeah, like commerce. Yeah. Who cares? Like that. But mm-hmm. the reason. Jeff Bezos had a good Monday was apparently Jeff Bezos made $13 billion on Monday. On a Monday? Oh, my God. 13 million. Sorry, not million. Billion. Billion. What did he he do? Billion dollars in one day. Well, just the way things shifted with the stocks and what he owns and blah, 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 and how much the earnings and all this. He earned $13 billion. In one day. It's wow. the largest gain in uh, personal wealth ever. Ever. Jesus. <laughs> and for the listeners and Dave, let me put that into perspective in a couple Please. of ways. Hmm. Uh, Americans talk about millionaires, you know? That's a fact. Mm-hmm. Jeff Bezos is now worth 189,000 times more than a millionaire. Jeez. 189,000 times more than a millionaire. Uh, Here's another way. Dave, the average American salary is Mm $46,000, which would mean it would take the average person 282,609 years to make the same amount of money that Jeff Bezos made in a day. In one day. Wow. Oh, come on! Most people, I'm going to go out on a limb and say don't work that long in their life. Nope. Just going to go ahead and say that. It's pretty, I, pretty uh, I think you're right about that Yeah, one. yeah. Uh, Dave, Jeff Bezos is worth so much money right now. He, If he gave away all of his mo- uh, money evenly to everyone just in America now, he could give everyone in America roughly $575. He could give everyone their own stimulus check. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he could. He could. Um, wow. You know, and I started thinking about this. Uh, you know, and a lot of people say you're worth what people will pay you. Hmm. But, mm-hmm. like, I kind of feel like nothing you do... Anyone does. I'm never gonna be worth that much. Worth 189 (laughs) billion dollars, like nothing. Like I mean, for instance, the average general practitioner physician makes Mm -hmm. 146 thousand a year. Right. So you're telling me that the dude that developed basically online Walmart is worth a hundred thousand more times than. Keeping people in good health. Saving lives. Yeah. Yep. That's like, what they're saying. Yeah. On top on top of this, when you think about this, Jeff here added his thirteen billion dollars 
onto his fortune mm-hmm. while the rest of the United States is sinking into the worst economic downturn since the Great Depression. Right. Like, how... If everyone else is going down, how is he going up? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'll give you an analogy, Dave. Uh, remember in 2005 when Kobe Bryant was the leading scorer in the NBA and he scored 81 mm-hmm. points against the Raptors, but mm-hmm. the Lakers sucked and barely made it to the playoffs? <laughs> right. Kobe's Jeff Bezos, Lakers of the United States economy. That's a fact. That's mm. basically what's going on here, right? There's a shining star of money... Jeff Bezos, and then a bunch of Andrew Bynums. All right? That's, oh, no. <laughs> that's what's Smush going on. Parkers. <laughs> that's what's going on, man. I mean, at this point, though, I started thinking about it. Jeff Bezos is like, I mean, he's living, honestly, he's living in a kooky fantasy. I mean, when you're mm-hmm. worth $189 billion, how do you take anything seriously? I wouldn't. Nope. There's no way no, I'd can't. be like, oh, man, what am I going to do? Who cares? You're worth more than anyone ever. Like, who what cares? What am I going to do today? Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> like, so. True. I think he should just start doing fun, weird things with his money. You know? Just like, I mean, mm-hmm. who? because who ca- you can't lose it. There's no way you right. can lose all that money, so just go bananas with it. So I got a couple of suggestions for him. Hmm. Um, okay. Here's my first one. I think from now on, all public appearances that Jeff Bezos is supposed to make, he should mm-hmm. just hire Ryan Reynolds to play him. Yes! <laughs> like, he should just be yes. like, yeah, yes. you know, just like, hey, so you're me. And, you know, if he doesn't give a good enough performance, be like, you know what? I'm going Leonardo DiCaprio on the next one. I'm sorry, you weren't good enough. So true. I gotta, I gotta try, Liam try somebody needs else. Literally anyone. You're like, <laughs> you know, just like, go through them all. Yeah, you can, I mean, because what the, they're gonna have a price. Like they're like, no, I want to do it. And you'll be like, okay, a billion dollars, and they're like, all right, that sounds good. I think I'll go for it. Like, yeah. I mean, I come on, <laughs> come on. Second, buy every farm in America a guard llama, huh? Yes. Huh? Like, Great idea. I mean, no more issues on any farm around the world no. anymore. You've got a guard llama. The end. Um, third, buy all of the NFL teams in the AFC. Wait, what? And then <laughs> change the conference name to the Bezos Football Conference. That, there you go. That way you've the got BFL. a 50, 50% chance of winning the Super Bowl. Like... Every year, you're like, well, one of my teams is going to make it. I know that. So, like, you'll never so have funny. a bad Super Bowl. Essentially, every Super Bowl I watch, I'm like, ugh, I don't really care about either of these teams. But if you buy all the teams in right. one conference, you're going to be like, well, I, I, at least I got one one team in the in the, in the the fight. Let's do this thing. Exactly. You know? Totally worth it. Lastly, give anyone who listens to the Doc G Show $10,000. Huh? Ooh. Come on. Come on. Do it. They've been through enough, Jeff. They deserve it. They have tortured them themselves for years. Come on. <laughs> Good suggestions, right, Dave? I love it, buddy. Yes. Are you ready to fire up the show? <laughs> Let's fire it up. All three engines up and burning. Two, one. Zero and lift off. All right, fantastic show today. I am excited about the guest. We have none other than Robert Greer, lead singer of Town Mountain, 
Great band out of okay. Asheville, North Carolina. They're great. Nice. We got one song featuring none other than Tyler Childers. That's right. That's right. Can't believe nice. it. We weren't able to get Tyler on the show, but we sort of finagled him on the show through a sideways oh, there. Oh. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Don't worry, Tyler. We'll get you on the show. We'll wear you down. Just like Jeff we Bezos will. and his $10,000 to everybody that listens to this show. Uh, first, though, we need to start where we start. Birthday suit. Let's go. Happy birthday, Mr. President. Okay, Dave, I'm happy to report July 22nd, good mm -hmm. day for birthdays. Um, so I like to hear. Sweet. I've got three that I'm confident all over 90% for you to get. Holy Now, the last one, the 90 might be a little bit high, but okay. she is very popular. So I put her in, <laughs> I put her at 90. So first one, 98%. Jeez. Born on July 22nd, 1995 in Alton, Illinois. Both of his parents were successful athletes. His dad was a former linebacker for University of Missouri, while his mother was a former track athlete at the University of Missouri. Mm. Our birthday suit wearer followed in their footsteps, loving to play sports throughout his youth. He ran track, played football, mm -hmm. basketball, mm -hmm. and baseball. This one mm -hmm. I was super impressed about. I did not know this part about this guy. In track, he finished his senior year by winning the state meet in the 100-meter dash, the 200-meter mm. dash, the 110 Damn. hurdles, and the 300-meter hurdles. Wait, what? What? Wow. What? Impressive. <laughs> he was the Gatorade Track Athlete of the Year. He was also Dang. ranked number nine running back in the country coming out of high school. He decided to take a scholarship to Ohio State as a running back. Ezekiel Elliott. Ezekiel <laughs> Elliott is correct. Yes. Yes. As a freshman, he backed up Carlos Hyde. But in 2014, he started for the Buckeyes. His last two games in 2014, he had 230 yards on 20 carries and 246 yards on 36 carries Man. and carried the Buckeyes to a national title. He entered the sure NFL did. draft in 2016. He was picked fourth overall by the Dallas Cowboys. Since being in the NFL, he has been the rushing uh, yards leader twice, and he's been a pro bowler three times. Ezekiel Elliott. Boom. Happy birthday, Zeke. Man, what a, uh, a, fin like a athlete. Like Jesus, <laughs> man. Four state titles in, in like 300-meter hurdles is a completely different that's, world that's from a 100 crazy meters race. dash. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, essentially 300-meter hurdles uh, demands the same thing that the 400-meter dash demands, except even more explosive power because you got to jump every hurdle. Like Right, so you're going into that different energy system. Yeah, well, and, and it's like repeated all-out e effort and focus over each one of those. Her it's nuts, man. Nuts. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Four state titles. Like, I didn't think that because, I mean, you know, no offense to Zeke, but his, his face isn't chiseled. 
Like, he's a chiseled athlete, but, like, you just don't see it because he's got that big old beard and that big fluffy hair. So you're just like, man, that dude can... Remember, he used to do everything with his shirt, with his abs showing. Yeah, he did. Which, But, I mean, still, like, you you think one of the... Like, at least I do. I think of, like, a, a, a running back stopping after 100 meters like being like well that's mm-hmm. 300 meter hurdles insane insane right turning the big two five the quarter turning the quarter man Vente cinco there we go happy birthday zeke all right yes sir dave you ready rip some headlines of course i'm always ready it's now time for rip from the headlines Okay, first headline here. Uh, we're going to go to Minnesota. Um, this story definitely seems like it should be from Florida, but it's in Minnesota. Mm-hmm. So true. <laughs> uh, so at Safari North Wildlife Park in Brainerd, mm-hmm. Minnesota, they have a pretty sizable alligator habitat. Mm. Somehow... It wasn't explained in the report or the video. Somehow, a lady dropped her wallet into the pond in the alligator mm-hmm. habitat. Word. And of course, since mm-hmm. we're reading this on Rip from the Headlines, you know Something's she went about in. to go down. She went in <laughs> yep. after her wallet, right? Mm-hmm. And so after she got down there, one of the other attendees started to take a video of the action. Hmm. Now, what really made this... Even more interesting and added to the dumbness of the incident, she doubled down and brought what looks like her five-year-old son with her into the alligator exhibit to try to get her wallet. Wait, what? Goodness gracious. Yes. Now, she actually ended up getting it. She got it without getting eaten nor her son getting eaten, and she left the exhibit. Uh, Not too surprisingly, uh, the wildlife park wasn't happy about her doing this, and uh, they said if she is identified, she will be charged with child endangerment, Um, which I got to say makes sense. (laughs) Like, can you imagine how hard it would be if you were that lady and your kid actually did get eaten by an alligator? Like, and for the rest of your life, you've got to tell people. That would be you. Hey, what what happened to your kid? Well, I had this wallet. Ironically, it was an alligator wallet. And I dropped it into an alligator pit. (laughs) And I went down there. And what do you know? My son eaten by an alligator. But enough about me. How are you? How are things with your family? Yeah, tell me about yourself. Like, (laughs) what? How would you do that? And she was just like, come on, son. We're gonna grab this this wallet. All there is is man-eating alligators down here. Don't worry about it. Just avoid those, and we'll be fine. Jeez. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. Mm. All right. Next story. We're headed up to New York. Uh, Dave, we've obviously had plenty of stories on the show highlighting reasons mm-hmm. you shouldn't shoot a person. Those, of course. Those those are a plenty. This next story <laughs> highlights places you shouldn't conduct. Your target practice. Hmm. Mm. So, uh, Connor Scanlon of Yorktown, he decided he was going to get a little target practicing in. 
likes to do this from mm-hmm. time to time, has a 22 caliber rifle. Uh, he set up his targets like he always does in the hallway of his house. Hmm. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Neighbors of Connor said about 345 started hearing loud bangs. Hmm. Mm-hmm. One of his neighbors in the house right next to Connor's was bathing in the bathtub when one of the bullets from his target practice went through the wall and dropped into her bathtub with her. Wait, what? Yes. The neighbors immediately called the police. When the police arrived, found several bullet holes in both houses. When they asked Connor what happened, he said, nothing. Just been shooting my gun in this hallway at these targets, like I always do. Hmm. Uh, He was, of course, arrested on first-degree reckless endangerment, criminal mischief, and prohibited Mm -hmm. use of a weapon. Got a couple things about this. First, I got to imagine if Connor's setting up target practice in his hallway, the interior decorating at Connor's place, probably not too impressive. Nope. Just no. <laughs> pro- probably doesn't look the best at Connor's place, I'm guessing. Just a thought. Uh, second, like, does Connor think this is a BB gun? Hmm. Like, you're using a 22 rifle. They have the power to go through some things. That's a fact. Like, what does he have, like, a piece of plywood? Like, this is good. No way it could go through this. Nope. We're fine mm-hmm. here. Like, <laughs> come on. Third, and this is not the most important of the story, but and I don't mean to judge this neighbor, but who's taking a bath at 345 in the afternoon? Girl, come on! Like, what kind of spa day are you having, lady? Jeez. I mean, I know we're in coronavirus pandemic, she, but come on. Say, she's probably like on a work call like, while she's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> Just like our stories uh, the last couple of weeks. With oh, the, you guys can see me? Oh, whoops, sorry. Oh, sh- I was taking a bath here. My bad. Whoops. Oh, and my neighbor's shooting at me. Sorry. What? Uh, okay, Dave, next story. We are headed down to good old Polk County. That's right. Woo. There we go. Uh, the police are on a lookout for a lady who attempted to steal a 65-inch TV from Walmart and successfully stole a bunch of other electronics. Hmm. Yeah, yeah. So a woman in uh, in Mulberry, uh, she went to the Walmart in Mulberry, was seen on a camera walking toward the exit, all the way from the electronics department with mm-hmm. a cart that uh, contains a TV that's about two times bigger than the cart. Right? She's mm. got the 65-inch TV that's sticking out both sides of the cart. And she's also, in this cart, got bags full of unpaid electronics. Right? She nice. just, she just, yeah, she just put a whole bunch of stuff from the electronics department and all these bags and then also picked up this ginormous TV, right? And she just, you know, the wall just walks right to the exit and is walking out yeah. with this stuff. She's and, just, you just got to walk confident, yeah, that's all. that's what she's doing. 
And but a yep. security guard stopped her, right? Mm-hmm. And is like, hey, you got a receipt for this TV? And she's like, oh, you know what? I don't Word. have a receipt oh, for this TV. Where is it? Right? And, and as she's talking to the security guard, though, her her friend and accomplice just grabs all the bags of the other stuff and just walks mm-hmm. out. And she's just sitting oh, there like, smart. oh, you know what? I totally don't have uh, anything for this TV, but yeah, I'll leave it with you. All right, I'll see you later. And just walks out and, you know, ended up letting them both go with all the gear. And, you know, I mean, first of all, kudos to the security guard for actually asking about the TV. But you didn't notice? Like, I mean, these were several bags. There's no receipt at all. There were several bags. And this other lady's just like, yoinks. See you later. And, like, even at one point, like, hmm? But nothing. Nothing. More concern. I mean, I guess, you know, it's like you said. She thought before. 65-incher. He's going to be focused. 65-inch. You run with the small stuff. Go. Go. Get out of here. Um, Dave, I'm going to go Man. out on a limb. Impressive. And say you've never hired a hitman to do any of your dirty business. Am I right? Word. You'd be correct, buddy. Good. Good. Congratulations, Dave. Kudos to you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Um, I hope you're part of the crowd, the same um, club as well. I'm in there. I'm in the group. Don't worry. Um, But if you were that kind of person that were into performing shady deals like this, you'd probably already have your own connection of shady folks to call. You'd think, right? Like, Yeah, sure. You'd know who to call. Um, Hmm. Apparently, Wendy Wayne uh, from South Rockwood, Michigan... She, she didn't have those connects. Mm. She didn't have those connects. And she was looking for a hitman to murder her ex-husband. What? Yeah. <laughs> so she did what anybody does these days. She Googled rent a hitman and saw what came up. Girl, come on. Of course. <laughs> and she came across the website rentahitman.com. .com. Oh, perfect. Yes! Now, Dave, I don't know if you're just, like just me. Just where you would expect to have it, buddy. Yeah, I don't know if you were like me, but if I were doing something very illegal like this, I would instantly be suspicious of a blatantly illegal website like rentahitman.com. So true. But Wendy so, wasn't. So, like, you wouldn't call an online Walmart, walmart.com. You would just call it Amazon. Yeah, well, she, she <laughs> didn't slow down Wendy. She contacted Rena Hitman, and she's like, hey, I'm looking to murder my ex-husband. Wait, what? Uh, and the owner of the website then contacted Michigan State Police, who then contacted Wendy and acted like they were a hitman looking to fulfill her needs. Hmm. And so they were hmm. like, hey, uh, here's where we'll meet to get the payment and the information. So a couple days later, Wendy shows up with $5,000 and the travel information about her ex-husband, at which time the police arrested Wendy. Yes! Which, um... I wonder what the rentahitman.com, like, what they think of as hitman. Well, uh, so... (laughs) First of all, let me say, Dave, I'm I'm happy Wendy was not successful. Yes! And I'm sure her ex-husband is much happier than I am. Yes! Um... But come on, Wendy. First of all, I mean, if a drug dealer is looking to score some cocaine, 
They're not going mm -hmm. to buy some cocaine.com. That's a fact. They're going to be a little <laughs> suspicious of that website and probably not try it. Second, right. the owner of the website, Dave, said that since uh, he started the website in 2005, he has been contacted numerous times by uh, people requesting murders, school shootings, and claims it has prevented more than 130 murders, Jeez. all of which he has referred to law, law enforcement, which hmm. I have to respond, why did you start the website in the first place? Right, that's what I want to know. What he yeah. defines as a hitman, like what? Well, and and if you noticed in that statement, he said to prevent murders. Like, hmm. if somebody like contacts him and says, "Hey, I just want you to beat this person unconscious," is he like, "Well, that's good. Mm -hmm. That's not that's, oh, okay. I can do that. That's not bad. Yeah. I can get done." And like, I mean, what's going on with this website? Uh, in non-murderous activities. I feel like the police <laughs> might want to watch the website a little closer. I'm just saying. Yes! Like, just an idea. Anyways. Uh, Dave, next story. We're headed down to the Keys. Uh, okay. So, okay. So, Some crazy stuff happens in the Keys. Yeah, usually it's just, you know, fun, nudity, uh, and alcohol-related stories. Yes! A little bit more serious. Uh, a Tennessee man was in Key West, and he decided to commit armed robbery. Jeez. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. He then uh, tried to escape by, what else? Heading north, because that's mm -hmm. it. Uh, Can't really go. <laughs> yeah. Florida State troopers have been alerted to the situation and laid down spikes near mile marker 10, so he only made it 10 miles, not too far. Nope. Uh, he mm. ran over the spikes. His car came to a stop, pulled out a gun, started shooting at the troopers. Uh, he was then shot by one of the troopers, and he was airlifted to Jackson Memorial in Miami. Which, Dang. you gotta be honest, right? If, if you, you get shot... That's not a fun ride to the hospital. That is a no, long that's a ride. That's <laughs> probably like probably an hour, maybe. Yeah, even know. in in helicopter, that's going to take you a yeah. good hour, man. That is not yeah. not a fun ride. Now, also, this mm. is just me thinking out loud here, Dave. Uh, hypothetically, if you're planning on committing armed robbery, the keys are definitely one of the last places you would want to do that. Like. <laughs> You commit armed robbery in Kansas, who knows? You could go any direction. You literally could go in every single direction in Kansas. They may never find you. Yeah. But you commit armed robbery in the Keys, you've got one direction. Zit. They know you're on Highway 1. That's it. That's all you've right. got. Unless you got a jet ski and lots of gas. That is one option. You could go jet ski, lots uh... of gas. I mean, True. then then True. then you got to escape to Cuba. That's a fact. You got to hit it to Cuba. Hope you make it there. I don't know how much gas you'd need for it, but 90 miles. Get there fast. You could do it. You, you could, could do, do it. it, I think. You could do yeah. it. Um, I actually think a couple of years ago, I looked that up on the internet. Like, to see if I could find out. Because, like, it seems like such a cool trip, right? So true. Like, I mean, it seems yeah. like a really... Well, I would assume your jets... Well, I would... Oh, man, I'd be scared to do that. <laughs> but I think your jet ski would get probably, like, a couple hundred um, 
miles out of the tank. It seems it seems like such a cool trip until you hit a giant thunderstorm in the middle of the ride, and then you're just like, right. "Oh, this was a bad decision." Or you're like, "Wait, do I? Which way do I go? Which way is Dude, south?" You get a GPS. <laughs> Come on, you get a GPS out there. You're riding good until you run okay, out of gas okay. and sharks surround your jet ski, and you're like, "Again, <laughs> bad decision." Okay. Last story before we go to break. Uh, this next story, we're going to Ohio, Dave. Ohio. Ooh. So, Dave, right. I'm sure you're like myself. You've been a, you've been around fitness and the health industry for a long time. You've heard a lot That's of true. interesting major weight loss stories, right? You've, oh, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, you've heard ones probably people trying to improve their health. Maybe they're doing it mm -hmm. for a loved one. Maybe they're mm -hmm. maybe they're just doing it for aesthetics. You know, they just want to look yep. better. Mm -hmm. This dude in the in this next story probably has one of the most interesting and unique reasons for extreme weight loss I've ever heard. Sweet. So, okay. Okay. So last year around August, uh, Jared Ream was checking his latest updates online. When he got one mm -hmm. that changed his life. Hmm. Orion, the roller coaster, was coming to King's Island. Word. And Jared <laughs> is a fanatic of roller coasters. But he was over the weight limit. Yes. So this man had to be like 400 pounds. Well, so Orion, first of all, let me, let me give you the deets on Orion. Orion is the uh, tallest of all the rides now at Kings Island. Uh, mm -hmm. It's one of only seven giga coasters in the world. Mm. And uh, I don't know what that means? A giga coaster is a roller coaster that has a drop, a straight drop of at least three hundred feet. Jeez. Um, it oh man gets Whoa. yeah. It gets up to uh, 91 miles per hour and rides over mm -hmm. a mile of track. Now, as you Man. already pointed out, the big problem for Jared, Dave, was that he weighed 420 pounds and didn't fit most roller coasters. Jared knew right then he had to lose the weight. He said mm -hmm. that he had always told himself if King Island made a giga coaster, he was going to get on that bee. That's right. He was going to ride That's that like son of hear. a bee. So, Ooh. on the day that Orion was announced, Jared got bought a scale, weighed himself. Uh, he actually weighed 430 that day. 430, right? Man. From that day on, he had no days off. No days off. He reduced his diet to about 2,000 calories. He started mm -hmm. working out every day in his garage. He would watch mm -hmm. his favorite TV shows while running in place. Ten, running in place. Ten months wow, later. that's dedication. Yeah. Not even on a treadmill. No. Ten months later, Jared had lost 190 pounds. Say what? Wow. 19 wow. pounds a month. 19 pounds impressive. a month. First off, hats off to you, Jared. Yes! You, yes, sir. You Almost 200 pounds. You lost an entire person in 10 months. That's, you lost David. Yeah. You lost a me. That's insane. Second, 
don't go down the road of the last famous Jared who lost a lot of weight. That's a fact. Nobody wants to oh. see that. That's awkward. That's. I just. It came to mind when I saw his name. I was like, oh, what? A, oh, right. Mmm. Sad. It was bad. Um. <laughs> lastly, out of all the things that could motivate a person, a roller coaster. Like, hmm. I mean, of all the things in your life, even, that's the one. Even in the story, he's like, because of all this, I'm off my cholesterol medication, my blood pressure medication. Sweet. But then the thing you were actually worried about was the roller coaster. That's just yeah, the side he improvement. Them. He's like, yeah, whatever. I guess I got off my medication. Cool. But back to this roller coaster. Yes. He also. I get to ride it. He also <laughs> said. Uh, about roller coasters, I'm at peace. I'm relaxed when I'm riding a roller coaster. To me, that's my oh happy my place when I'm riding a roller oh coaster. Word. I mean, no, way. no offense to Jared, but isn't that like the opposite of what you're supposed to feel There's, like when you're on a roller coaster? At all. <laughs> like, if you want peace, go get a rock garden and meditate to feel at peace. Like, you don't go rocketing go. down 300 feet at 90 miles per hour. To feel at peace. Like, it's not oh, it sir. for me. Anyways, Dave, we are going to take a break. We are going to hear right now from none other than Town Mountain. Right now with Tyler Childers. This is their song, Down Low, right here on the Dodge Show. So I can move along Is it just because they're friendly Or the fact that I am gone Stepping over lines Of the paths they travel
And we are back here on the Doc G Show. Spinnaker Radio, WSKRLP 95.5 FM in Jacksonville, Florida. Dave? Hmm. Peeps, do us a favor. Mm -hmm. Go on your podcast downloading app. Mm -hmm. Download the Doc G Show. Yes. Just do it. Mm -hmm. It's very easy. Very easy. It's free. Yes. You know what else is free? Mm -hmm. Going on there and... Liking it and giving us five stars and writing a comment. Very easy. Do it. Free and easy. Yes. You know what also is free entertainment? What? Our website. Yes. www.thedocgshow.com. And then for more entertainment, I know you didn't think there could be more. Oh, jeez. Check us out on Instagram. Boom. At Doc G Show. Boom. Here's a, here's a highlight for you guys on the, the IG. You now get to see the new segment, Jordan Shoe and Tell. You get to see, yes. visualize the shoes. What he's wearing. Yes. Into the studio, guys. Boom. Boom. Uh, Dave, I got to bring one thing up. It has nothing to do with any of the other segments, so I didn't know where to put it other than here. Uh, okay. But I keep seeing these ads on my email banner. You know, I've got an mm-hmm. I've got an Outlook mm-hmm. account, so you, mm-hmm. you know to pay for it, they have stupid banner ads. Little things on the side. Yeah. yeah, and I keep seeing it from the company Manscaped. You know, Manscaped. Oh, that's interesting that they uh, that they targeted you. Yeah, oh, <laughs> uh, and it's but like the the ad is like a a, a shapely lady, right? Like half closed oh. in, in a in a shower. Oh. Holding the manscaped trimmer, hmm. and I'm just like, you know, they came out with a new one. What? <laughs> well, I'm just like, who? What dude sees this ad and's like, yeah, yeah? I can mentally like, visualize. Yeah, I need that. I can mentally visualize myself with this lady and she being like, hey, I've been waiting for you in the shower. Here's your <laughs> trimmer. Like what? <laughs> what? Go the- shave your. Like, come on! It's so weird. I was just like, just, just put the product there. Just put the trimmer and be like, hey, here's our trimmer. Like, come on, man. Come on. Oh man, that's funny. Anyways, anyways, Dave, it's uh, it's time for shoutouts. Are you ready? Shoutouts. I'm ready. Time to thank the folks for listening. Here we go. Regulars. Shout out to Jacksonville, Florida. That's right. Duval. Thank you guys for being the regulars. We appreciate it. Columbia, South Carolina, capital city of South Carolina. Gainesville, Florida, the city of Gators. Thank you. Well, actually, it's that city in Minnesota now. I don't know. I forgot. Brains Nerd. Brains Nerd, Minnesota. They didn't listen, though, so screw them. What? Um... (laughs) Radford, Virginia. Shout out to the Highlanders. Dublin, Ireland. Our international connection. Thank you, Dublin, Ireland. uh, Boardman, Oregon. Our second West Coast connection. Thank you, Boardman, Oregon. Charlotte, North Carolina. The Queen City. Charleston, South Carolina. Barcelona, Spain. Shout out to Barcelona. Another international. Ashburn, Virginia. The Star City, Roanoke, Virginia. Kenner, Louisiana. The Center in New Orleans. Shout out to you guys. Madison, Tennessee. Right outside of Nashville. Shout out to you guys. Mountain View, California. Our West Coast Original Connection. Shout out to you guys. London, 
United Kingdom, all the areas around running. We, we got a couple new ones this week that I hadn't seen before. Ooh, yeah, a couple out. new suburbs. Shout out to those guys. Okay. Orlando, okay. Florida, center of Florida. Shout out to you guys. Peoria, shout Illinois. Out. Shout out to you guys. Shout Genoa, out. Italy. Shout out to Genoa. Brighton, shout United out. Kingdom. Yes. Shout out to Brighton. Shout Bristol, out. Virginia. Shout out to Bristol. Shout and last out. on the uh, on the regulars, their new starting last show, Dave. Moscow. Mm -hmm. Moscow, Shout Russia. Out. Shout out to Moscow. Okay, let's go. Yeah, yeah, good list. Good list right there. I was happy with the regulars, man. It keeps getting bigger. It's a, it's a solid. It's a solid list. Uh, okay. Pretty soon we're not even going to be able to say them all on one show. I know. I'm just going to have to refer people to a list. Blame. But like that's not. they're not going to feel satisfied with that. They're not going to feel like right. that. that's why we need... Uh, that's why we need Jeff Bezos to give him $10,000. So true. That way, yes. they'll feel like it's worth it. They're like, well, I could stop listening, but then I won't get my Jeff Bezos money. So, and I guess <laughs> I guess I need to keep and I can keep keep listening to this show. Okay. Very true. Okay. So, uh, our semi-regulars. Here we go. Flagstaff, Arizona. Shout out to Flagstaff. A lot of listens from Ooh, Flagstaff. Flagstaff. Yeah. Got a Very lot of lessons, nice. which actually has a connection to one of our uh, our our next birthday suit wear. Boom! There you go. Uh, Katy, Texas. Shout out to Katy, Texas. Good number of listens from Katy, Texas as well. Uh, Fisherville, Virginia. Just a couple more listens. They're on the regulars. Be probably next week. Actually, there. I have to check. Nice. I have to check. Uh, Columbus. Georgia, shout out to Columbus. Thank you for listening. Shout Yarm, out. United Kingdom, back on the list. Thank you, Yarm. Let's go. Key Largo, still on the shout list. Out. Thank you, Key Largo. Keep on a listening. Dartmouth. Hopefully it wasn't that one guy. <laughs> no, don't worry. That was Key West, not Key Largo. Uh, Plus that guy's okay, now in okay. Miami recovering from his uh, gunshot wound. So there you go. True. Um, when we have Miami listeners, it was him. Yeah. Vanuatu, still on the list. Thank you, Vanuatu. They were a newcomer last show, Dave. Newcomer last yes. show. Yeah. And uh, lastly, Miami. Uh, shout out to Miami and Myrtle Beach. Shout out to Myrtle Beach. Okay. All right. Newcomers, Dave. Got two domestics in the newcomers this week. Uh, first on the mm -hmm. newcomer list, Fargo, North Dakota. Oh, uh, Okay. Now, to be fair, I think Fargo has been on the list before, but since I started naming newcomers, they haven't been on the list. So, okay, okay. I gave I gave them a newcomer intro. Uh, biggest city in North Dakota, Dave. Biggest city. Mm. I think they were on um, Narcos or yeah, mm -hmm. Oz maybe it was Ozark. Ozark has almost twenty percent of North Dakota's population, but. This is how small the population of North Dakota is. Uh, in America, they're the 222nd biggest city in America. So, Jeez. So not not really uh, a huge city there, Fargo. Uh, I got to be honest. I never really knew this, Dave. Fargo's right on the border of Minnesota. I never really noticed that. Hmm. Like, I guess I never looked at a map of uh, of North yeah. Dakota by itself. It's right exactly. there. Exactly. Right on the line of Minnesota. Oh. Like, they're essentially, I mean, I know they don't want to hear this, but they're essentially Minnesota residents almost. Wait, what? I know they're not. Don't worry, North Dakota residents. I'm not saying you are. Word. I know we wouldn't want that, okay? Uh, obviously, North Dakota State University in Fargo. Carson Wentz went there. 
Also, Ilhan Omar, the U.S. Congresswoman from Minnesota. Mm. She went to North Dakota okay. State. Yeah, there you go. Okay, ready for your next newcomer, Dave. I am. Here we go. Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Shout out. Yeah. Portsmouth, New Hampshire. Yeah. It's one of those towns that remind you, oh, crap, I forgot. New Hampshire has a coastline. So true. What? Right? Don't you forget that? Mm. I think you forget that. I I mean, like, you don't... It's hard to... Yeah. It's a very... You know it's up there, Very small part of it, the very little tip end of it, has a coast. And... Right. Portsmouth is there. There you go. It's also where the first federal Navy shipyard was. Boom. Boom. I remember it because I took a history class where the guy talked about President Roosevelt having a, mm-hmm. a setting up a peace treaty in Portsmouth. He set up the peace oh. treaty, the Treaty of Portsmouth, uh, between Russia and Japan in the Russo-Japanese War. Yeah. Yeah. We had nothing to do Dang. with that war. We were just the peacekeepers. And basically, <laughs> and basically, uh, old Teddy brought them to Portsmouth just to be like, hey, guys, you see those giant U.S. Navy ships? You don't want that kind of problem mm-hmm. in your life. Nope. You better settle <laughs> this stuff. You don't want that. You don't want that nonsense, guys. None of that. Nope. Now, Teddy wasn't actually there. He just set it up. He didn't actually come. He was just- Given orders. Yeah, yeah, but he did win a, uh, a Nobel Peace Prize for it, even though he wasn't there. What? Oh, come on. Hmm. Seems like somebody else should have got it, that it was actually there doing the work. I'm just saying. Anyways. Agreed. Shout out to Portsmouth. Shout out to Fargo. Shout out to all. Shout out. All the Doc G listeners. Thank you. You're t- Literally every single one of you. Your $10,000 check is in the mail. If it's not, Wait, what? please complain to Jeff Bezos. It's not our fault. Yes. Uh, Directly to him. Yes. Uh, okay. Dave, we've got two leftover stories, both of them uh, pretty ridiculous. Uh, I'm going to start with the story first. What? Uh, so, <laughs> let's head to California. Uh, Dave, over the past four months, we've, uh, we've had a lot of stories about people... Wearing mask, not wearing mask, having a problem with wearing a mask. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This story is definitely number one. And you will see Uh-oh. why it's definitely number one, right? So, mm-hmm. have you ever been to a, a Verizon store, Dave? Hmm. Uh, yes. They can be a bit irritating, right? All of them. Yeah. Like, I mean, as soon as they find out you're not buying a new phone, no one wants to help you for like 20 minutes. All the people working there are sitting there playing on their flyest phones in the biz because they have the flyest phone because they work at Verizon, and that's the only reason they are working there, to get that sweet phone. (laughs) Anyways, that has nothing to do with this. Nope. Uh, This... Uh, story. <laughs> it do with this? this this story obviously has to do with people getting angry over their mask policy. So a lady mm. in Roseville, California, came into the Verizon store without a mask, and they said, "Hey, lady, you need to be wearing a mask." She said, mm-hmm. "No, I don't need one." Right? And they were like, "Yeah, 
You do. It's the rule. She wouldn't comply. So eventually, the manager called 911. Hmm. Right? And in the mm-hmm. call, you hear the dispatch operator telling police officers uh, that three people are refusing to leave the store. They're not wearing masks. They've been asked several times, and one lady refuses. Hmm. Then, mm. as the officers are driving to the store, they get an update from the 911 operator. They're calling back and advising that the female is pulling her pants down and is now urinating inside the business. Oh, I, I heard about that. What? Ew. What? Ew. So this lady didn't like that she had to put on a mask, so she thought the best idea for protest would to be pee on the store. Hmm. Well, Dave, you can see why I said it's the number one story uh, as opposed to number two, uh, right? Two. <laughs> yes. Uh, That's a good one. I like it. But I so, like it. Very nice. <laughs> so, <laughs> some reporters uh, gathered after this situation happened, and they asked other shoppers about the situation in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. And one shopper, mm-hmm. Kelly Berger, she said... Uh, I don't really have much to say, except that's probably not the right way to react. Word. Simply wear a mask or leave, I guess. Uh, Kelly, I think you can take that a step further and just say that's not the right way to react. There's, there's, uh, there's no <laughs> probably to it. Like, in fact, I could go out on a limb and say there's really no way that the proper way to react in a Verizon store would to be pull down your pants and so true in the store. There's really nothing mm. that you could do unless maybe like a burglar came in with like a live jellyfish Wait, and threw it on a manager and ran out the store and then you decided to neutralize the sting with your the only way. Huh? And then even still, it'd probably be better to just walk over to the Publix and get vinegar. So I'm just... Just saying, there's no way that you should store. Just ridiculous, Dave. Ridiculous. Now, the second story is also very fun and does not involve public urination. Uh, Sweet. Dave, <laughs> let's goodness. let's head to Jamaica for this story. Jay, Dave, okay. do you ever play the lottery? Hmm. Very rare. I'll do it like once a year on my birthday. Nice. Nice. I like it. A little celebration there. That's good. Yeah. A little, you know, a little something something special. Yeah. Well, a dude uh, in uh, Jamaica, he's been playing the lottery for years. And this mm-hmm. past week, he ended up winning $95 million. Which, mm-hmm. which means absolutely nothing to Jeff Bezos. Nope. But obviously, this nothing. dude was very excited. Um, Man, I wish... Golly. You know, that's 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 over 130 times less than Jeff Bezos made in one day. He could care less. Um, right. Anyways, uh, so there are several things that I like about this story. So first, when this guy went to go pick up his money at the lottery uh, headquarters, he arrived mm-hmm. as Darth Vader. Hmm. That's funny. 
You know, awesome. like a lot of people uh, in other countries, especially not so much here in America, but in a lot of other countries, they'll show up uh, covering their actual identity. So nobody's hitting them up for money, you know, which is a good idea. Oh, you know? yeah, that is kind of smart. Now, I didn't even think of that. I started thinking, though, like, did he buy this Darth Vader get up? just to pick up his money or was he already a fan and was like yeah like you know what this costume will work great let's use that like now talking about his win he said he always knew he would win the jackpot and it would change his life for the better that's a fact now i mean sure now i I don't want to jinx anything here but all he's done so far is one his life hasn't changed yet. So true. So I, I mean, and he did show up in a supervillain costume. Like, I'm just saying. Well, he's never done that before that we know of. Just saying. <laughs> then, the, my favorite part is he recalled how he found out how he won. The reporters asked mm-hmm. him. And he said he found out about his jackpot win while he watched the live draw on TV. He said he wrote down the numbers, saw that he had won. Very excited. Then he took a shower and went to sleep. Wait, what? How can you go to sleep after that? Exactly. I was like, what? You you won $95 million and you were like, dope. Let's go ahead and take a shower and hit the sack, everybody. Time, like, time for bed. It's bedtime. Like, I can't sleep when I find out I'm going to get free pizza the next day for lunch. And this dude's like $95. Cool. Ah, he'll still be there in the morning, right? All right, let's go to sleep. Like, what? So then, lastly, they asked him what he was going to do with his money. And he was like, uh, quote, I want to decide what is the best thing to do before spending anything. Hmm. Need to decide what my goals are. (laughs) But I know... I want to own a bus. Word. And I love a coasters. In quote. So what coasters? Well, see, yeah. First, I was confused, right, Dave? I was like, coasters. Well, now I'm like, well, coasters. I'm thinking like for beverages. So he wants to make that kind of business. Well, first, but I, then we just were talking about roller exactly. coasters. Exactly. Last story. So now I'm torn. That's what I thought. I was like, is it a roller coaster? So he wants to own a bus and a roller coaster. Hmm. But then I looked it up, right? And a coaster is a model of Toyota bus that is regularly used in Jamaica. So oh. he wants just a full-on bus, and he knows the type. Sweet. He wants a Toyota Coaster. That's what he, he knows wants. Exactly what he's buying. From what I can tell, Dave, it's a twenty-seater. So it's just like a full-on bus. Hmm. Full-on bus. That's what he wants. <laughs> and like brand new, hey, these buses are only ninety thousand dollars. Only. Liter- well, literally, this dude can buy a thousand coasters. Like he could buy a thousand of them, still have money left that over. That may be that may be his business. He's gonna get a fleet of coasters. That's what he's gonna yeah, do. Just send everyone around. That's it. Public transportation for Darth Vader. Can't wait. Exciting. All right, Dave. Are you ready? Second birthday suit. Yes, sir. Let's go. Okay. Born on July twenty second in nineteen sixty four in Birmingham, Michigan. Our birthday suit wearer oh. has two brothers, Brian and Andy. When he was four years old, 
His parents moved to Scottsdale, Arizona, and then uh, then divorced each other. Birthday suit ended up living with his mother. Our birthday suit wear ended up going to Arizona State, where he started... Oh, I forgot. 96%. I'm confident. Um, okay. Okay. Ended up going to Arizona State, where he started doing sketch comedy and doing stand-up. With the help mm. of his friend Dennis Miller... He was able to get an audition for Saturday Night Live and Hmm. made it on to Saturday Night Live. While on the show, he became good friends with Chris Farley. They made two movies together, Tommy Boy and Black Sheep. So true. In 2001, he starred in a cult classic, Joe Dirt, where he played a country bumpkin janitor who finds his way on the radio. He most recently started a show on Comedy Central titled Lights Out, but it was canceled before it really started because of the COVID-19 pandemic. Side note, he's one of the few people that can compete with Leonardo DiCaprio's former girlfriend list. He has has (laughs) dated some bombshells, my friend. David Spade. David Spade (laughs) is correct. Yes. It is, it's insane. Oh, his his girlfriend yeah, list got a lot of- is insane. I mean, granted, you know, they're not all Victoria's Secret models like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, but, you know, David mm-hmm. Spade is no Leonardo DiCaprio. No, no, no offense to David Spade, but he's 5'7", and he doesn't look like Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, mm-hmm. So they're, they're at a little slightly different starting places, you know? But even still... What? Like the girls that he's with, you're like, man, what kind of voodoo magic did you put on them, Dave? You right. are impressive, sir. <laughs> you are impressive. Turning the big five six, David Spade wow. five six. He does look very good for five six, though. Got to give it up for him. For five, he's a- he's aging well. Yeah, he's aging well. Yeah, looks good Stress for five free, six. Living, you know. Happy birthday, Dave. Live it up. Yes, sir. Live it up. Happy birthday. All right, Dave, we are going to take a break. We are going to hear one more song from our guest, Town Mountain, and then we will be right back with Robert Greer himself of Town Mountain. Right now, this is I'm on Fire right here on the Doc G Show. Hey, girl, is your daddy home? Did he go and leave you all alone? I got a bad desire. Oh, I'm on fire. Tell me now, baby, is he good to you? Can he do to you the things that I do? I can take you higher. Oh, 
sheets soaking wet and a freight train running through the middle of my head and you you cool my desire Sometimes it's like someone took a knife, baby, edgy and dull And cut a six-inch valley through the middle of my skull At night I wake up with the sheets soaking wet And a freight train running through the middle of my head And you, you cool my desire Welcome back to the show, everybody. Today we are joined by a fantastic musician and lead singer and guitarist for Town Mountain, Mr. Robert Greer. Robert, how are you, sir? Doing well, Ben. Thanks for having me, man. Yeah, yeah. So it seems like uh, Town Mountain's been uh, staying staying busy uh, during the last months of the pandemic. You guys obviously just released the new single, You Can't Win Them All. Uh, you've been doing some yep. some virtual streaming uh, with the cover to cover series and uh, acapella. Yep. But I think I think the most uh, my most favorite thing you've done uh, was the snacking with Town Mountain. Yes. Uh, everybody in the <laughs> band had a breakdown of a snack. Uh, there there was cashew <laughs> dipping sauce, a strawberry delight, <laughs> yeah. croquettes. Uh, my favorite was your cookies, but. Whose idea Ooh. was snacking snacking with uh, Town Mountain? I can't remember. We probably came up with collectively. We all like to cook a little bit, and and uh, I mean, it just seems like coming up with different things. You can't you can't post. You know, you're coming up with different things for content these days. You know, with the with the new situation we're in, the current sure. situation we're in. So yeah. yeah. So anyway, we're just trying to figure if we could see if we could take the the emphasis off music and see if uh, anybody 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 gave a gave a hoot about what we were whipping up in the kitchen every now and then. Nice. Now, now do you know yeah. do you know whose uh, dish was the most popular? Could you tell? I I think that uh, the first one 
out was the got the most got the most likes on Instagram. Really, the the <laughs> cashew it was, it was dipping the, it sauce, was the cashew. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. Exactly. We kind of joked. We kind of joked about that. Uh, um, in a in a phone meeting, so Bill whooped everybody <laughs> on that. So it was hilarious. I we actually went out. My fiance and I went out, and we well, we had some. Cashews delivered to us from Whole Foods the next day. We whipped it up. We had, we had to try that. Was it good? Yeah, it's great. Man, yeah, I I'd never heard of that. Like, I mean, does it taste Me like? Neither. Does it taste like nacho cheese, or does it have a different taste, but still good? It's got a little different flavor, but it's it's really good. Yeah, I mean, if you like cashews and all that stuff in it, you know, there's enough there's enough oil in the uh, in the in the you know the, the stuff that you saute the onions yeah. the garlic stuff that you saute and the red pepper that it kind of it smooths it out and the soaking the cashews overnight and all that kind of stuff and it's really good man well no doubt the the cashew I mean I love cashews so I figured it'd be good yeah. but I was just like man that's that right out of the <laughs> box yeah you're gonna get some interest with that one um, <laughs> But since we're on we're on food, listeners already know probably what I'm getting ready to ask you because I asked most listeners this. But you you you're in the the Asheville area, and if I come yeah. to Asheville and I call you up and I'm like Robert, I need a great place to eat. I've only got one night in Asheville. What restaurant are you going to tell me to go eat? All Souls Pizza. Oh, Ooh, pizza. All Souls Pizza is mm -hmm. a. Uh, well, it's not just a pizza restaurant. The name confuses people, but um, it's it's a it's it's run and by by a very very good chef named Brendan Rusing, mm. R E U S I N G. He's, mm -hmm. he's it's it's fantastic. He's a really good buddy of mine. Um, uh, we actually just talked about going to eat there tomorrow night. But he has, <laughs> he has all sorts of stuff. He has all sorts of stuff. He has great specials. He's a highly trained chef of the French French uh, wow. background and and. Uh, you know, he does everything from faux on some days, borscht, and and he has all kinds of all kinds of different all kinds of different daily specials and fresh produce and fresh ingredients, whatever's whatever's uh, seasonal. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm Fantastic gonna be honest. Joint. He Fantastic. really he really undersold that uh, pizza title. I mean, if he's doing dude, all that his pizza stuff. his his pizza is is unbelievable. Yes. Okay, okay, his pizza is unbelievable. Yes, and they have. Uh, Great bread and their bread, their pizza crust is, is the best I've ever had. It's amazing, man. Kind of like in the like you know like like old school like like margarita style is what their base is. It's like fresh the Napoli tomato sauce, exactly, man. Fresh, yeah. fresh, fresh mozzarella, fresh basil, and then it just goes from there. Nice, but uh, all sorts of great salads. Um, it's it's awesome, and it's you got a lot of area for you to sit outside and. Man. Which has never been as which has never been as uh, attractive as it is these days. <laughs> now, now it's always people are trying to get outside, which is a rarity in Florida. Usually, folks are trying to get inside. So true. Uh, yeah, right. Uh, now, uh, now, obviously, you're a fan of uh, Asheville, but I also noticed you're a pretty big fan of Florida. Uh, you you came down here to do a fish camp. Richardson's Fish Camp. Hmm. How did you? How did you get back? Uh, back a, a year or so ago, you came to this fish camp. How'd that go? Where? Which? Where? We played a couple different uh, fish camps in in, uh, in Florida. Now I'm, I'm trying to think now because we do love playing in Florida. That was we in Kissimmee. Down there in the winter. Yeah. Okay. And uh, and we played one in Matt Lachey too. And uh, um, man, 
we're usually we're usually the the guy I just told you about that is that is owns this restaurant. Yeah, that I just told you about is is calling me right now. I'm sending you voicemail. <laughs> but uh, Girl, come on. But uh, we um, <laughs> Jack called him back. <laughs> but uh, he, he uh, I you know we have booking agents who who find that stuff. Yeah, and and uh. And it's you know it's always I always wish we were in Florida more, dear, especially during the winter months. And For the, sure, you know, you know, and it's it's great to go down there. We've we've done some we've played some fun gigs down there. For, For sure. For sure. Well, let let's take the the <laughs> listeners back. You you've been singing your whole life. Uh, that's sort of been the mm-hmm. the the connection there to music. Uh, and like a lot of folks, I think it started singing in church. Yeah, and I, I I've seen though you know you've talked about uh, y- your favorite music and it's it's all old school stuff, you know it's 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 old right. rock, it's old country, it's old bluegrass. Who was the first secular artist that you heard that you were like, that's cool, I need to do that? George Jones or John Anderson? Nice, nice two yeah. two classics, two classics. George yeah, Jones man. for sure. You remember what song? George Jones, uh, Grand Tour. Nice. Now, spe- speaking of that, I-, I sort of wondered with that classic side, going to you know all these classic uh, bands and and singers. Is there a new band out right now that you're really digging? Is there you know any any new artist out there that you just really like what they're doing? Yeah. Um... Uh, Tyler Childers stuff is <laughs> is really good yes! for sure. Um, my favorite my favorite band of the last my of the last fifteen years is a band that's now defunct. Mm. That is uh, they have two they have some great recordings out on the Sugar Hill label mm. uh, called they're called called the Red Stick Ramblers. They're out of Baton Rouge mm. and uh, they're a phenomenal band, man. Nice phenomenal band. I don't I don't think I've heard yeah. of them. I'm gonna have to check them out. Red Stick. Ramblers. Check them out. Mandolin Orange is really good. Yes. Um. Yeah. For sure. And uh, you know, they're I'm I'm gonna you know start making lists. You inevitably <laughs> leave people off, but uh, but uh, yeah, there's 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 some great music being made right now. Um, but I, I, I do gravitate towards towards the older stuff. And one of the reasons I like the Red Stick Rambler so much is that they played it in a throwback style and yeah. way, you know? And, yeah. And, uh, so that's, anyway, I, I, I really dig their stuff. For sure. Well, now now I feel like I'm going to go back and listen to them and then be depressed that they're defunct now. And I'm going to be like, oh, I can't hear any more of it. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Now, you didn't jump into being a musician, though, straight out. You had some other jobs, and I found this interesting. You, you worked as a, as a U.S. history teacher in Virginia, and, and you actually worked at an outdoor program at, uh, at Roanoke College. And I was wondering... Uh, when you had those jobs, were you still just playing and thinking of music all the time? Yeah, I was. And I actually left Roanoke College the last straight job I had, man. I moved to Asheville, North Carolina after that. And um, that's when I started playing music professionally for a living. Nice, nice. But yeah, I, was, I, I, had, I had the bug for sure. And, and I, it wasn't, it didn't take long to make a move on that <laughs> a f- fun fact i think the listeners know this but i, I had a couple of uh, friends that graduated from rono college and I, I grew up in radford right down the road probably noticed from the yep. the phone number there 
but <laughs> I did. I was going to ask you about that. <laughs> but uh, I also noticed, you know, I think it was, was it around that time that you started playing guitar? Yeah, I got a guitar for my 25th birthday. I actually got my first wow. Martin guitar from a fellow, one of my dad's, one of my dad's buddies from seminary. Mm-hmm. Um, his name's Dave Parks, sold me my first Martin D18 and, and, uh, in 2001 something like that mm-hmm. and, and uh, I had a little cheap guitar before that and I was the first real guitar I got was that Martin D18 from him nice. and yeah I, I would try back back in those days I would travel a couple hundred miles to get into a jam play some music and stay up way too late and have a good time <laughs> it's it seems like you know i heard in a couple of interviews you, you you basically said you know you you learned to play guitar later in life just so you didn't have to find somebody to play guitar for you when you wanted to sing pretty much that's exa- that's exactly right that's exactly right <laughs> was it what i mean was it was it tough to pick up to, or was it pretty natural when you started to learn guitar Man, I, I I uh I was really interested in it and and um I was in a situation where I could I could play it a lot and I spent I mean it dominated my downtime, you know? Yeah. And, and uh and I was I you know, I bought a little book, a little little bluegrass songbook, guitar book thing and, mm-hmm. and uh got a capo and just kinda went from there and I, I I would learn, I never really took lessons, I would just go and find jams and seek out these jams yeah where there were people people there a lot more experienced than i was and i'd be i'd hear them do something like hey what, what was that <laughs> and and uh so that's just kind of how i that's kind of how i learned that's but a- yeah it was it was it it, it was an, it was all it, it, it every every it, I, that was all i wanted to do yeah yeah and I, I i just i got a lot of joy out of it so it and I can sing, so if you can sing when you're when you're learning your first instrument, if you already know how to sing and can sing in time and in pitch, then that really will help you learn your instrument. Yeah, because you know when you screw up. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I so. mean, it's also good, like you said, going to those jams. I always think, as far as music, it's just it's so much easier to to learn in person. And to learn with that person, right? You know, and and like you said, learn those little tricks and be like, "Hey, how'd you do that?" And you can pick up all of yeah, those man. from from each person, sort of pick their brain on the best thing and get a pick them up fast. Like, yeah. like you said, you you moved back to Asheville in two thousand one, wanting to play that music. Um, what what sort of gave you the opportunity, or was it you just you just said, you know what? Forget this. I'm going back to play music. I met some friends who made some friends with some folks who lived in uh, Crozet, Virginia, right outside of Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. And uh, we met at this thing that they had in Roanoke. It's called the Roanoke Bluegrass Weekend. Mm-hmm. And we, we we met there. We're all about the same age. And they they uh, said they're thinking about moving to moving to North Carolina to start a band. And I they asked if I wanted to. To, if I was interested in that, and I think I drove home the next day and told my boss at Rona College that thanks for the opportunity, but I'm out of here. And <laughs> I and I and I called my parents and told them what I was what, my, what I was planning to do, and it was pretty quickly decided. Now, did your parents and, um, think you were crazy when you said that, or were they? Oh, ab- ab- absolutely. They thought <laughs> I was certifiable. And. Uh, and they uh so but it, but it happened and I was back I was back in North Carolina 
uh, June of that year, and we all moved into a house together. You know, there's lots of there were there were a lot of young musicians here at that yeah. time, and there still are. There are a lot of you know that was the first time that I'd ever been able to go and seek out jams with people who were basically my age, and, and uh, it was it was you know just kind of natural very very organically happened you know you should meet all, all these young people who have like-minded and you know so just tons of people to play music with and it just it just it just happened very naturally yeah yeah well you you mentioned i mean Asheville is, is has always been a, a, a pretty popular music city but it seems really like yep. you know the last decade it, it's really you know expanded in that role uh, and people like Marcus King and and other you know and Warren Hayes just perpetually playing all the time. Like, have you noticed that you know uh, during this last couple of years, it's sort of expanding the music scene? Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that it really started in the late nineties, mm-hmm. and it, and it's, it's there's a there's a much much deeper history than that. Yeah, when you talk about. You talk about the old radio, old old early morning radio shows, and and stuff like that. Part in the twenties and thirties and forties, mm-hmm. but uh, that, that that's always been going on here. Um, um, Warren Wilson College every year hosts, maybe not this year, but they host every year. They host something called the Swan and Owen Gathering, mm-hmm. and that that brings a lot of musicians to town. And and uh, you know, there's a, there's a, like like there is like there is in Southwest Virginia. There are a lot. It's a very rich musical history heritage here for sure and uh and all through the appalachian mountains yeah and, and um and so it just i think that that kind of drew I, I was i would say that i was on the of the of the latest the latest kind of flocking to Asheville. yeah i was when i moved here in 2000 early 2000s i was i would say i was on the second wave of that yeah and uh and it seems like it seems like about every five or six years, new people are moving here. You know, there's there, there are a ton of musicians here. I have no idea who they are. <laughs> you know, there's a it's a there's a lot of different types of genres of music being played here, and there's a lot of people that I don't know, and uh, um, that are here, and they may just be here for a little while, and they may you know yeah. duck out of here and head back head back to southwest louisiana or yeah head you know head to memphis or brooklyn or wherever but they they come here and they use Asheville as home base every now and then yeah and there are a lot of there are a lot of talented musicians here for sure for sure well now like you said uh well town mountain started around 2005 and you and Jesse are the 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 founding members there and and still in the band right. Uh, what was your guys' uh, sort of original goal when you first uh, formed Town Mountain? Was it was it just you wanted to get together and jam? You didn't really have a goal, or was there a goal of like this is what we need to make it to? Yeah, our first goal was to go and win the Rocky Grass Band competition, mm-hmm. and and uh, and we entered that and we we made that happen. That was nice. in two thousand five. Nice, and that kind of helped us. That kind of helped us sustain it. And uh, we could we had that feather in our cap, small feather, but still a feather. And you're looking for anything in this business to give you any kind of leg up you can get. So yeah. that got that got us kind of people knew who we were in Colorado, and people who were loyal followers of that great festival, Rocky Grass, mm-hmm. and that um, that that helped us out. But uh, our our goal 
at first was probably to see how many beers we could drink and you know and, and uh see how many floors we could sleep on is what it seemed like but uh um you know it was it was it was a good time charlie affair there for 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 several years and we were just kind of spinning our wheels we didn't have a clue what was going on about the business yeah we didn't have you know it was it was it took years for us to to even you know think about that kind of stuff yeah so to all of you young musicians out there starting band take it seriously from the business perspective right from the get-go and you will get much further much faster <laughs> a lot less spinning wheels <laughs> be helpful yes exactly uh, exactly well you guys you guys obviously i mean you're talking about rocky grass you're talking about uh, uh the bluegrass scene and these jams you you have a bluegrass set up but you also have a bit of a a, a rock and roll soul and i've you know i've seen you do covers of of lots of rock and roll songs and uh, recently you yeah. just put up a, a video of you guys doing maybelline uh and your your yep. your most streamed song on spotify is i'm on fire uh cover yep. of uh, uh bruce springsteen besides it being obviously a great song why do you think that that resonates with your fans so much what do you what do you think it is about that rock and roll song being put to you know a bluegrass style well, if you check that song out, I mean, we're really not doing anything different. The only, only main difference in that for us is well, the personnel and then the instrumentation. We, 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 when we take a tune, a cover tune, we don't, you know, a lot of bands take a tune, a lot of bluegrass bands especially take a tune that they cover and they immediately have to bump it up to 150 beats a minute because they think that's what bluegrass is. Yeah. And maybe they're right, but that we've never had that, we've never had that mindset. And, and, uh, um, so, I, that that tune I've always I've always loved that tune I'm mm -hmm. on fire mm -hmm. and uh and I wanted to do it for years and we, when we finally did it we put it on our second record that it's it's been a and before we recorded it even you know when we would play it and kind of test it out in front of a live audience yeah. it always got a great reaction yeah yeah so I, I kind of think we were newer onto something and for sure but uh we all we all nobody in our band really grew up in surrounded by bluegrass yeah. And we're all like big Grits and Dead fans, and we love different types of rock and roll, yeah. and, you know, classic country and jazz and all sorts of stuff. So, just, and we're, you know, I mean, that's, I think as we matured as a band, we, we started realizing what our strengths are. And you just kind of, you just kind of exploit your strengths and play to them. For sure. And, and do it and do what you do best, you know? And so, for us, it was not going back and doing nine pound hammer and and you know little cabin home on the hill that have been done so many times before. Yeah, it was to create create our own music and set our own standard, and that's what that's what made our music better. For as sure, we matured as a band. We did our music got better as a result of that. For sure, and we we've had some other you know we've had some artists on this show that sort of straddle that line that are in bluegrass but not all the way in that old tradition like a hog slop string band or like the steel drivers uh, and uh, I, i've asked them before do you get do you get blowback from the the you know the bluegrass purist i mean a little bit but not that much and <laughs> yeah there's all there's all kinds of rules there's all kinds of rules in bluegrass music and and uh yeah we 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 bucked that system years ago, and, <laughs> and our music is our music is better because of that. You know, yeah. we never 
we'll never match. We'll never match the second generation masters of bluegrass like Sam Bush and those guys. Yeah, and what they play and how they play, and that's that's just fine. And and uh, we you know we we kind of struck out. We're more of an alt country band with bluegrass instruments, man. Yeah. That's what Town Down is. Yeah. Well, now your second most streamed song is a song that that features uh, Tyler Childers, uh, who he's exploded into the mainstream. I mean, it's yes, yes. it's crazy to. I mean, you go back to like 2016 and you ask a random person on the street, "Hey, have you heard of Tyler Childers?" and they'd be like, hmm. "No." It's almost guaranteed that they would say no. And now he's selling out concerts. He's millions of, uh, of streams but you've known tyler for a decade or more uh t- tell the listeners how yes. you met tyler tyler childers big was a big fan of town mountain town mountain spent a lot of time and still spends a lot of time playing in the great state of kentucky mm-hmm. and and tyler's the east kentucky boy and when we first started when we started playing over there his friends or somebody told him about us and he started showing up to shows and he was working with some friends of ours and he, he you know, he was, you know, like 16 or 17 years old and he would come to our shows and grab my arm and be like, Robert, I got to need Martin guitar. I got to need Martin guitar. You know, you want to <laughs> see it? And I was like, yeah. You know, and, and, uh, and so that was just kind of, that was, he, he, he was a fan of our band yeah. and, and, um, that's just kind of how we, we became friends. Yeah. And, and uh, well, he, he's been super talented the entire time. So first, we, first time we heard him sing his original music, right? This kid's gonna be a huge star one day for sure. And he he is he is right in the throes of that. I I think there's something in the water around where he's at because I mean that's right around the same area Chris Stapleton's at or grew up, and uh, uh, those guys can sing. They can they can belt. Yeah, it it's it's. I can write too. <laughs> Do you yeah. now? Now yeah, I know you're a big fan of of uh, UNC. Do you guys ever? Is he uh-huh. is he a Kentucky fan? Have you guys ever went down that road? I think Tyler. I think Tyler pulls for the Cats. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. You, you ever? Yeah. You ever? You ever uh, brought it up as far as uh, uh, you know basketball uh, between oh, yeah. the two blue powers? Yeah, yeah, and we got a very civilized rivalry with the University of Kentucky in basketball. And, you know, it's not a conference game, and we play before Christmas every year. And it's, and it's, uh, you know, it's 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 two of the major perennial powers getting it on, and and uh, and it's not like a, you know, it's not like it's not like Kentucky. It's not like it's not like when when UNC plays Duke. You know, mm, there's mm. there, there's blood spilled over that one. You know, yeah. and. Uh, and it's and, and so it's it's not like uh, it's so, not like when Georgia plays Florida in football or mm. anything like that. You know, it's it's uh, it's it's you know it doesn't it's not a conference loss for either team and who loses and it's a good gauge of how good your team's going to be each year. Well, you know, at least at yeah. least with uh, at least when you talk about Georgia and Florida, it's the world's largest cocktail party. So at least yeah. at least you got I'll that. I'll bet I get bunch time. <laughs> I grew up, I grew up in South Georgia. Yeah, and, and uh, my mom's from Valdosta, my dad's from Tifton, and I'm a big Bulldog fan of football. And, yeah, so that. It, I'll, Everybody can agree on partying at that game. They may not agree about the game, <laughs> but they can agree on having a, a good time outside of the game. 
Uh, and, yes, sir. And don't worry, I go for UNC in basically all of those games, uh, especially Duke. Oh, it's so easy to go for UNC over Duke. Come on. It's Duke. Oh, yeah, Come nobody on. likes to Gestapo. Come on. Now, last year you guys played Red Rocks with Tyler. And that was your first time playing Red Rocks, wasn't it? Yes. What, what was the experience like? It was grand, man. It was really fun. We had a good time. A lot of family and friends were there. Um, Red Rocks is famous for the venue for nobody showing up for the opener, man. When we took the stage, it was about three quarters full. Mm-hmm. And I would say full by the end of our set. It was really, really fun. Yeah. Um, it was it was a great kind of, you know, it was, it was kind of a chilly night. It was September 30th in the Rockies so it was a little chilly yeah but not too bad and it was it was it was a grand time had by all we had a great time it was first time we'd ever worked with Robert Earl Keane um who's a super nice guy and um it was it was not what you'd expect I mean it was you know it was it was a it was a bucket list gig for sure yeah yeah I saw you mention on Instagram you you went to a concert there what was it, almost 20 years ago or 25, something like that? You saw yeah, Tracy man, Chapman? it was 1990. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. And, yep, saw, saw her there in 1997, I think. Oh, man. And 96 or 7, and then I hadn't been back until we played again. So that was, it was, it was really cool, man. We can't wait to go back there and play again. For sure, for sure. I got to say, yeah. I, I, watch, I watch most of that concert uh, on YouTube. And I, I've noticed this before, but I gotta say, Tyler gets—he gets the craziest look in his eye when he's performing. <laughs> like he just gets this intense <laughs> look. I'm like, if I saw that look at, uh, at at me in a bar, I would run as fast as I could the other way. I don't know what it is. He gets a, he gets, a <laughs> gets a little possessed, man, when he's playing. But it's good. It's good. Let's, right on. Let's talk about the newest single. Uh, you guys just released uh, just a couple of days ago. You can't win them all. Uh, and mm-hmm. You tracked that about a year ago, but it, it hadn't really gone any further with it. But this quarantine gave you gave you a little bit more time to work with it. And mm-hmm. this was written by Phil. Uh, tell us tell us a little right. bit about the song and how it came together over the quarantine. Well, we recorded it at a buddy's uh, studio in Colorado last summer sometime. I forget exactly when we recorded it, honestly, but it was last year. And uh, I can't remember if it was the the time out. I think it was before the Red Rocks run, but mm-hmm. I, I, I'm not exactly sure. Anyway, we cut that tune there, and that's his studio. Is, it's um, Aaron Youngberg is the guy's name, and... And we we cut it in his studio. It's a great studio in his house. Mm-hmm. And uh, we we sat on it, and we were you know we we're playing or trying to figure out what we we're going to do with it. Yeah. And you know, and it'll. I mean, it'll. My guess is it'll be on the next record when it comes <laughs> out. We're going to be recording. We're going to be recording pretty soon too. So full yeah. record. So that was already in the bag. Yeah. But uh, you know, so it it it, and I think as the quarantine hit, we were kind of trying to figure out what we we're going to do and. We, we didn't want to just have, you know, Town Mountain Culinary School. We wanted to have, you know, we wanted to, you know, stick to what we are, and we are a band. Yeah. And and uh, and so, and it was nice to to be able to put out something like that for sure during this time, you know. And I mean, I'm a big fan of I'm a big fan of of releasing singles. Yeah. And 
and and it's kind of got this old school aspect of it. That's the way everybody sure. used to do it back in the day. And uh, so anyway, we 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 asked our buddy Joel Savoie, who lives down in Eunice, Louisiana, yeah, to uh, if he wanted to help us with it. He's got a studio and he's a very capable dude. He's an awesome guy, great musician, great producer, mm-hmm. um, engineer. And he's got some sick musician friends down there that play with a lot of soul, man. And uh, and so we asked him to ask some of those guys they, they'd be interested in playing on it. And uh, that's where the Warwickshire came from, and pedal steel and drum yeah. came from came from down there. And uh, I, we're all real happy with the way it turned out. For sure, for sure. And he's he's a Grammy winning producer, Grammy winning producer. Oh yeah. Joel's the man. He uh, he comes from his family. Uh, his dad is Mark Savoy, mm-hmm. and Mr. Mark, Mr. Mark is credited with bringing Cajun music back to the world. And nice. at like I think the '65 Newport Folk Festival. Nice. And um, and so he's he's connected. Joel, his family are connected, and uh, and in the music world, big time. He is he has won he has won Grammys and. Yeah. And he's a he's a guitar player, and a fiddle player. Man, man, talent, yeah. talent. Uh, yeah, like you said, it it has more of a, this song has a, a more of a you know old uh, sort of old country sound to it. It's got that classic very, country very sound. So. And I think you pretty much answered this earlier in the interview. But do, do you ever worry when you put out something that's that's a little bit uh, you know different? Than, than your older stuff that that uh, Town Mountain fans are not gonna like it. Not at all. I, <laughs> I think that I think that I think that, and I don't mean to sound arrogant or rude in that way. I no. think that that we that we put stuff out that we think is cool, and that's what we've always done. Yeah, we put stuff out that we think is cool, and we worked hard to make it that way. And yeah, we worked. You know, we thought a lot about it. We put a lot of thought into it, and uh. And I think that our music fans, our fans of our band, are a fan of any kind of eclectic ideas that we have. And, yeah. and uh, you know, we're not we're not gonna go out and try to become the next Beyonce or something. You know, <laughs> I mean, we're gonna keep it somewhat, somewhat to what we do and what ha- have done in the past. But yeah. No, I, I think that uh, you know, uh, no, man, I think that we weren't worried about that. We thought that people would really would really dig it. Yeah. For sure, for sure, it's a new sound, uh, new sound for the band relative to the other stuff. Uh, well, last yeah. last question: what's what's the plans for twenty twenty? You mentioned uh, you know working on a full album. Uh, do you have any solidified plans? We don't have any solidified plans about where we're going to record it. Um, all the most likely in Nashville, Tennessee, mm-hmm. uh, but we don't we don't know who's going to produce it yet. We don't know exactly where we're going to record it. We don't. Um, We've got a lot of the uh, material created for it already. It'll be mostly original, as are most of our. You know, it'll be ninety percent original, mm-hmm. um, if not more. And so there's still some open-ended questions there, but it'll be. We'll be working on it here in the next couple months. Nice. Next, probably by, by by fall time, we'll be we'll be working on it. Nice. Very nice. Well, Robert, yep. we are up against a break, man. But I want to thank you for taking the time to come on the show with us today. Thank you, Ben. I appreciate it, man. Thanks for all the support. Yeah. Listeners, you can check out all things Town Mountain at their website, www.townmountain.net, 
or on Instagram at Town Mountain. Right now, let's take a listen to that new song, You Can't Win Them All, by Town Mountain, right here on the Doc G Show. I'm gonna draw every shade. I can't stand the sight of the mess that I made with my time. For I want to the world just like a pearl on a string. Gave it away I lost everything For my pride It seems the higher And higher you go The further you have Then to fall You can play every game I saw hair of gold Pretty eyes of blue In a crowd on the street I would have sworn It was you passing by It's got me lost in emotion More and more these days as I find All the times that we had Do you relive the good ones? Do they outweigh the bad in your mind? I keep hoping that someday All you'll step back and see In the sum of it all, it was all meant to be in this life. Yeah. Hey.
The Doc G Show. You just heard Town Mountain, the newest song of theirs. Can't win them all. There we go. Boom. Yes, sir. Thank you to Robert oh, Greer jam. for being on the show. Fantastic. Gave yes, a little sh- Thank you. shout out to Roanoke there. Shout, shout out. out to the Star City. <laughs> Although he didn't stay there too long. You know, was the biggest fan. Went back to Asheville. But still, he was there. Right. Shout out to the Star City. And then, of course... Of course, All Souls Pizza. <laughs> mm, man. They they are, man, man. Does that look good? I mean, he said he said that chef was classically trained. I buy it. Yes! I mean, there, there's some fancy dishes totally. there. Looks there's good. There's a spread there. Yeah, it looks good. Next time I'm in Asheville, I'm going to get it. And I better go soon because it, it gets cold there quick. So true. Right. That altitude is not, uh, I'm not a fan of it. No, thank you. Nope, nope, nope. No, I mean, like, when we were talking, me and Robert, and he was like, he was like, oh, yeah, I wish we could do more in Florida in winter. I was like, yeah, I bet you do. That's a fact. No way I want to stay in Asheville during the winter. No, thank you. Uh, Thank you, though, to Robert. Hopefully, come on the show again real soon. Hopefully, maybe next time, bring Tyler. I'm just saying. (laughs) Just you can bring you him. Go. Just I mean, Good I, idea. Yeah, if you want to. Nope. If you want to, that's all I'm saying. Nope. That's all I'm saying. Uh, Dave, are you ready for the newest addition to the Doc G Show, Jordan Shoe and Tell? I am so ready. Woo! Oh man, I'm excited, man. This is this is quickly becoming my favorite segment, just because. It doesn't take me a lot to think of it. I don't have to really no, put you much. Just, <laughs> I just, just all that stuff is up in your dome. I just all your shoe knowledge. I just <laughs> show up with shoes, and I'm just like, hey, here's another one of my pairs of shoes. It's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. Okay, I'm reaching down, getting ready to grab it. Today, I'm literally coming with hot fire, Dave. Hot fire. I'm talking. Oh, be careful going down. Fuego there. edition, my friend. Jordan fives. Fire. Ooh. Yeah. Fives. That's okay. right. Yes. What color? What colorway? White, red, and black, my friend. The original fires. The original yes. fires. Now, these came out in 1990. Once again, originally designed by Tinker Hatfield. They were mm-hmm. inspired by the World War II jet fighters. That's why you have the little spiky design yep. down near the uh, air sole on there. Them. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Now, um, they also featured, which one of the first things, this was the first basketball shoe to ever have it, the 3M tongue, the reflective tongue. Oh, uh, yes. Tinker's Love idea the there was every time that somebody takes a picture of Jordan on the court, it will shine. It will reflect. So true. And so you'll get this highlighted Jordan emblem, which he was correct. I didn't know Definitely that. Definitely did. Yeah. Yeah. Now, mine are, if you look at them, they're not the greatest because they're remakes. 
so they don't have the uh, they don't have the the Nike logo on them. They've got the Jordan logo mm-hmm. on the back without any actual Nike. The originals had Nike on them. Now, mm-hmm. obviously, too, this is uh, the shoe that Jordan had his highest scoring game of all time in. That's a fact. Uh, he scored nine, 69 points in a win against Cleveland on March 28, 1990. 62%. Dang, Cleveland is getting the bottom end of They got all the these work, man. Jordans. They got the work. <laughs> 62% from the field, 91% from the foul line, and 18 rebounds in that win. Say what? They got wow. the W. Yeah. Greatest game. Greatest game of his there in the fives. There it is. The fives. White and red. That's the shoe for today, that, Dave. That was my second pair of Jordans ever. I had the black with the Ooh, gray. Yeah, the black and yeah. grays. The wolves. The wolves. The wolves. I yeah. like them, man. That's nice. I don't think I've ever had a black and gray pair of fives. Don't think. Yeah, now They were sweet. I have to think. I think my second pair of Jordans were tens. And that, that I just looked it up. They're called the black metallics. Yeah, I know which ones you're talking about. I know. Yep. I know. Uh, I think mine. My second was tens. My first. I know. I know. My first was Ooh, sevens. Classic. My second were tens, and those are the originals. That's when they originally came out. Cause I'm old. Oh dang. So, yeah. You are old. Yeah. Golly. Yeah. So true. Those those sevens were in second grade, my friend. Boom. Second grade sevens. Yeah. Oh, man, I wish you, I was a young. A young teeny bopper Jordan when those things came in, out. In yeah. His prime. Oh. oh my gosh. Yeah, I remember, Man. dude, wearing the sevens, watching him play the uh, the the Trailblazers in the finals, being like Cl- uh, Clyde Drexler. You don't know the heat that's coming your way. Nope. You're getting ready, lit up, friend. Yes. Lit up. That's the way I talked as a second grader in 1992. <laughs> it's weird. Eat that. Yeah. Okay. Here we go, Dave. Are you ready for the last birthday suit? Give it to me. Okay. Like I said before, 90%. Now, this isn't your wheelhouse, but mm-hmm. she's super mega ultra popular. I okay. think she's like, I know she's in the top 10 uh, of people on Instagram. Mm. Uh, uh, I, at one point mm. in time, she had the most likes on any single uh, you know, post on mm-hmm. Instagram. Mm-hmm. I don't think she holds it anymore, but at one time she had that. Uh, so, anyways. Mm-hmm. Born on July 22nd, 1992 in Grand mm-hmm. Prairie, Texas. Her birthday suit wear developed an interest in acting before she was even 10 years old. Mm-hmm. While auditioning in 2002 for various roles, she met Demi Lovato. And they actually mm-hmm. became good friends. Her and Demi Lovato. In 2007, she was given the starring role in the Disney show Wizards of Waverly Place. At the age of 16, she started recording music as well. In 2015, she released a single titled Good For You with ASAP Rocky, Hmm. which became her first mainstream top 40 hit. And her album Revival debuted at number one on the Billboard Top 200 charts. In 2016, she was the musical guest on Saturday Night Live. Also, sadly, in 2016, she revealed that she had the autoimmune disease lupus. 
She also released her single, We Don't Talk Anymore, in 2017. That's the one. Yes. Yes. Selena Gomez. Selena Gomez is correct. Yes. Go. Yes. The Gomez. She releases bangers, Dave. Bangers. Oh, yeah. Straight bangers. I'll, I'll be honest. There's a lot of Selena Gomez songs. I turn up. In the radio, in, in the there, car. There's, there's, there's a couple jams. Yeah, it ain't me. That's a jam. I'll turn that one up. <laughs> I'll rock that one pretty hard, man. I'll rock that one pretty hard. Lupus. When you what? see him coming down the streets, just your hair's flowing and you're just jamming to some Selena Gomez. Exactly, exactly. When you it's see so hardcore when you in, see in your Jays. When you see Doc G <laughs> cruising down the road, just know Selena Gomez, ninety-five percent of the time. Yes! 95. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, actually, also funny funny thing, too. Uh, well, not funny, but it, it's ironic. Um, David Spade's mom has lupus, and he told a story, I can't remember on what talk oh. show, about how his mom met Selena Gomez, and she got all excited, mm-hmm. and all she could say was like, Lupus! I have lupus, too. And she was just like... I have lupus. What? She was like, what? <laughs> Who is this lady? But yeah, there you go, man. That was tough. She had to get a she uh, had to get a kidney transplant. Uh, Dang. Selena Gomez. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, she's been, th- she's been through some things, man. But she's turning the big 2-8. Vente y ocho. Yes. Yes. You go, girl. Do your thing. Happy birthday, Selena Gomez. Enjoy it. Enjoy it. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I'd have to check. I have to check at what level she is now on Instagram. I don't know if she's still at her almighty Instagram level that she was, but she I'm was sure up. she's probably doing well. She's up there. She's a little bit higher yeah. than the Doc G show. Just a little bit. Just a little. Bit. A couple, a couple hundred million higher. Just a, a little much. bit. Um. Anyways, David's time. To tell you about the show we've got in store this weekend. Do I'm it. excited. Me and Jake gonna have picture esque on the show. Fantastic band. Okay. In reality, they're from Arkansas, but they're stationed out of Kentucky. So oh. they, they say their home base is Kentucky. But uh, they've right. they've been over. They they started in Arkansas. They went to Houston. Then they went to Kentucky. They uh, they dabble in all kinds of genres. They don't really have a genre. Most people would consider it rock, but you know, I'd say there's some pop in there. That's just me. Mm-hmm. I say there's some pop in there. There's oh, a little wow. there. I mean, you know, when they started, they were in sort of a, po- a post hardcore screamo sort of thing. But now they, yeah. they're they're much more. There's much more melodic driven sort of harmonies in those choruses. Very good. Very good. We're going to talk to their lead singer, Kyle. We're going to talk to their guitarist, Zach. We're going to have them both on the show. Very excited about it. It's going to be a good time. It's going to be fun. Nice. It's going to be fun. But until then... Of course. Always fun time on the Doc G Show. Amen. Yes! Amen. Yes! And if Jeff Bezos comes through, it'll be worth $10,000. So... Bam. A good time and ten thousand dollars. Tell me where that happened. That's just that's just if he comes through. If he drops his end of the bargain that he never actually said would happen. Agreed to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not our fault. Again, if he doesn't agree to that, not our fault. Um, True. Dave. Until then, we got to wrap up though. 
I've been your host, Doc G. With me, as always, Dave Burles Berlin. It was a pleasure, guys. Yes. See you next week. Amen. Keep wearing those masks, yes. boys and girls. Yes. Keep it safe. And until next week, zip it up and zip it out. Zippity doo dah.